Josh without the bottle of bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Joshua fought the battle of Jericho. Is that even a song? Did I make that up? Yeah, Joshua is actually Joshua fit the battle, which I don't understand. He fit the battle? Fit the battle. Joshua fit the battle of Jericho. Okay. I, don't I would have to argue with the grammar of that song. It's probably old grammar or something. Fit. Is fit the past tense of fought? No fought is a, I fought you. We are fighting. We did fight. We were in a fit. <laughs> I don't know. From from my extensive research yeah. uh, of this song, Joshua fit the battle of Jericho. A lot of people think it's Joshua fought the battle of Jericho, right. but the actual uh, lyric is Joshua fit the battle of Jericho. Mm-hmm. Even some uh, versions of it say Joshua fit the battle of Ub. Jericho. <laughs> okay. Jericho. Okay. Yes. As as we were talking uh, off the recording, before recorded, yes, yeah. before the recording is why. You know, why those right. words? Well, this is uh, pre-Civil War slavery days. This mm. is a Negro spiritual, and the slave owners did not want their slaves to be educated. So their their right. English was, was not great. Right. And so if it was written by a slave that's that's singing these, these Bible stories, right. yep. it, it makes it more genuine, I guess, if you sing it, Joshua fit the battle of Jericho. Jericho. And the walls came tumbling down. down. Yeah. Down. <laughs> yep. Welcome back to another episode of Things You Missed in Sunday School, where we talk about the lesser known, the obscure but interesting stories from Bible and church history. My name's Spencer. This is Ron. Man, we sound so good. Almost professional. <laughs> yes. Almost. People listening to this are going to be like, wow, this sounds so much better. We have a list, and it's exhaustive, and it's full of people, places, things, ideas, and events that we're going to go through one by one over the, over the course of this entire series. This is entry number 67 on the list, and it is entitled The Curse curse of jericho it's good it's exciting stuff now did you say an exhaustive list it's exhaustive not, not exhausting it's not exhausting have we already covered that already? <laughs> well we have covered that the fact that it is exhaustive which means we did not miss a single thing okay there's not a single thing missing on this but list to our listeners it could be exhausting it's exhausting but us. we just appreciate that they're listening we do both of them <laughs> so here's here yeah both of our <laughs> listeners <laughs> uh here we go okay may your headphones snag on every door handle you know what that that is fitting for you because you're sitting over there people can't see you but you're sitting over at the soundboard with a microphone and your headphones on yeah and, and uh yeah that's not that's, that's not, not fun good uh you know what this this is me this really happens may you forever feel your cell phone vibrating in the pocket it's not even in do you do that <laughs> yes do you feel that there's sometimes? actually a term for that it's called ringxiety that's a real thing no way yep if you feel like your phone's ringing and it's not Ring-side. That's called ringxiety. I did not know that. May the chocolate chips in your cookies always turn out to be raisins. I like raisins. You are incorrect. You are ob- <laughs> <I'm> incorrect. <laughs> you are objectively wrong. What's your favorite that. cookie? Raisin? No, you're wrong. No one likes that. Or I no, like people raisin. like it, but no one love it. No one loves it more than can, chocolate chip or anything like that. I don't know. There's days. There's days. Now, can you have a raisin cookie without the oatmeal, or does it always have to be? I don't know if I've ever raisin. had a raisin cookie without the oatmeal. I don't know. May your tea be too hot when you receive it, and too cold by the time you remember it's there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, That's just it's cold, like coffee. Man. That's yeah. harsh. Yeah. yeah. May all your Facebook notifications be game invites. Oh, I hate game yeah. invites. Stop sending me game invites. Yes. <laughs> May both sides of your pillow be warm. <laughs> That's terrible. 
I love the cold side of the pillow. Yep. Here's one for you. May every guitar pick you use fall into the sound hole. Oh, man. Every single one. As a drummer, you cannot relate to that. I but cannot. That's the worst. That is yeah. absolutely the worst. No, the only equivalent to that is when I'm playing drums and I break a... I guess sometimes I play drums and the sticks fly out of my hands while I'm playing, and that's rough, especially like in the middle of a, a show or in the middle of worship. That's just embarrassing when a stick flies through the that, air that's not and lands on stage and you have to get up and walk over to it because you don't have any backups with well, you. And the worst part of that is the song just comes to a screeching halt. Exactly. It's not so much the drumstick flying as much as what it does to the song. Most of us know the story of Joshua and the Battle of Jericho. And he fought that battle. And he fought that battle. Uh, but just to give you a, a background of the story of Joshua and, and the Israelites fighting at the Battle of Jericho. So what's happened in uh, the in the Bible up to this point is they leave Egypt. They uh, get out of there with all the, you know, God sends the 10 plagues and everything. So they get out of Egypt. And long story short... They they go to the promised land. They send a couple spies, or they send like twelve spies into the promised land. Yeah, only ten, two good ones. And yeah. two good ones come back, Caleb yeah. and Joshua. Yep. And ten of them are like, no, 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 we can't go in there. There's giants and blah blah blah. Long story short, God says, okay, fine. Then none of you are gonna go. Just your kids are. So for forty years, you're gonna have to wander in the desert until every single one of you are dead. After 40 years, all the older ones are, are dead except Caleb and Joshua, including Moses. He passes away too at the end of Deuteronomy. And the next book after Deuteronomy is the book of Joshua, which starts off with the Israelites crossing into the promised land. The very first battle they fight is the battle of Jericho. Yes. They come up to Jericho and they get their, what am I trying to say, their battle strategy Yes. from God. And, and you would think that God would be like, you know, go get them. Bring your swords, bring your uh, bow and arrow and just attack and you got it because I'm God and I'm with you. So attack them and you'll be good to go. Yep. But God gives them this very interesting battle strategy. That was to march around the city once for six days. Right. And then on the seventh day, they were going to march around it seven times. Seven times. And then they were going to go nuts. And then just, <laughs> just start screaming, just yell and shout and, and, and play and, the horns and everything. Yeah. And then uh, as the song, as the song and says, the story goes, the walls came tumbling down. Exactly. That's an interesting battle plan for it sure. It is. So they shout and they blow their horns and everything and the walls fall and they take the city. This was around the year 1400 BC and they they completely destroy Jericho. They destroy all of its plunder. They completely destroy the city. And in fact, only one person, only one person and and their family survives. Uh, yeah, it was uh, one person survived was uh, Rahab because right. uh, they made a deal with her uh, because when they were scoping out the land, she protected them. Mm -hmm. And uh, so as uh, their way of up upholding the promise that right. they would spare her. The whole, she, she made it out. Yeah, the whole city fell down, but she she and her family, yeah, they were the only ones who survived. And um, just a si tiny, tiny side note is that Rahab would eventually marry a guy named Salmon or Salmon. It is pronounced, it is spelled like the fish. He, she marries a guy named Salmon. Mm -hmm. They have a son named Boaz. Ah, and Boaz yeah. marries Ruth in the story of Ruth. Yep. God used her and, and she became the great grandma of King David, mm -hmm. which is just, it's crazy to think well, that that's a whole, that's an episode for another day. That's uh, all on the line of Jesus. Yes. Which is and awesome. that goes all the way down yeah. the line of Jesus where, it, you know, as most people know, Rahab, she's, we label her because she's known as Rahab, the prostitute, but God can use it. That's yeah. God can use anybody. And that that's yeah, a, nobody calls her Rahab. The one who helped the spies. Exactly. 
uh, something I tell yeah. my students all the time is uh, how we label people by their sins or by their mistakes, yeah. right? You know, yeah, Rahab the prostitute. The for sure. Right? Yeah, that's one thing that Rahab is. But yeah, she, God used her and, and she became, I don't know what it is, the great, great, great grandma of David or something like that. But anyway, getting off topic a little bit. So that's Jericho. And that's usually when Jericho is brought up, when the battle of Jericho is brought up, that's usually where the story ends. Mm -hmm. You know, the walls come down, the end. But actually, the lesser known part and the point of this episode is what happens at the end of that chapter. We are in Joshua chapter six, and that's where the battle of Jericho happens. And this is actually the, the two last verses of that chapter. The two last verses. The two last verses or the last? And this is the last two verses. <laughs> of that chapter. It says in verse 25, but Rahab the prostitute in her father's household and all her and all who belonged to her, Joshua saved alive. And then it says this, verse 26, Joshua laid an oath on them at that time saying, cursed before the Lord be the man who rises up and rebuilds this city, Jericho. At the cost of his firstborn shall he lay its foundation and at the cost of his youngest son shall he set up its gates. So the Lord was with Joshua and his fame was in all the land. So this all happens, like I said, roughly around the year 1400 BC. Jericho is, is destroyed and it stays that way for a long time. Well, then as Bible history goes on, they get some judges. If there's, that's where we get the book of Judges. And we've talked about some of that already on, on this show. And then after the judges, they get some kings. And, and Israel is actually ruled uh, as one united country for a while. And then Israel actually breaks up in half. There's a northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. The northern kingdom keeps the name Israel. Right. And the southern ki- kingdom goes by the name of Judah. And where we're going to go to now is in First Kings. The book of First Kings uh, deals with all the kings. And this takes place with King Ahab. Ahab takes place during the time of King Ahab. Right. He was the king of the northern kingdom, which, like I said, it kept the name Israel. And this is what 1 Kings chapter 16 says. Uh, in his days, Hiel of Bethel built Jericho. He laid its foundation at the cost of Abiram, his firstborn, and set up its gates at the cost of his youngest son, Segub. This takes place around the year 870 B.C., this is over 530 years wow. since uh, the Battle of Jericho. And Jericho has, as far as we know, Jericho has been destroyed and desolate since then. Right. And during the time of King Ahab, this guy named Hiel, it's mm-hmm. H-I-E-L, he decides to rebuild Jericho for whatever reason. And the curse comes true. Yeah. It says, does it say his firstborn dies? Do you still have it up? Uh, it, it says his firstborn would die at the beginning of the construction and his youngest would die when the gates were hung. So basically uh, what the curse was is it's going to cost your old, it's going to cost you your oldest son. It's going to cost you your youngest son, your oldest when the construction starts, your youngest when it's complete. Right. When the gates are put up, that's usually yeah. when construction's the, over with. Yes. High price to pay for a city. Right. Yeah. Sure. So this uh, this curse that Joshua pronounced 530 years before it came true uh, during the the reign of the kings. Yeah. You think Hyle knew the curse, or you think it was just one of those bad uh, bad things? Just that. I mean, you think location, location, location. And, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, he knew he. You know, did did he know that that Joshua had had cursed anyone who decided to rebuild it? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know either. That'd be a dumb move if he It'd knew be dumb the curse move. and said, "I'm going to roll the dice." It'd be a dumb move if he did know. It would be a very unfortunate move if he didn't know. Yeah. It's like, man, you know, 
I, this is a this is a nice location for a city. I think I'll give it a shot. Yeah. And then yeah. and then uh, you know, the five hundred thirty some odd years went by. So I'm thinking maybe there was at least some knowledge of a curse. Yep. That's why people had not tried to rebuild it in yeah. over 500 years, perhaps. Uh, the obvious question is, uh, is why? Why would Joshua curse a city like that? Right. He, uh, perhaps one, one of the reasons is if the city was rebuilt, then it would have been a constant reminder of the past life. Okay. You know, to go in and destroy the city and get and why was this why was the city destroyed well the city was destroyed because it was full of pagans and it, it was designed the game plan was designed for god's people to take over to take over the promised uh, land the promised land and if you are rebuilding what god told you to destroy mm. then um you know you've, you've kind of got an issue there with um you know well maybe we made a mistake maybe god wasn't right now we're constantly looking back at the past maybe Jericho's old way of life is better than God's way of life. Gotcha. There's all kinds yep. of reasons, you know, for thinking of that, I think. Well, God I, constantly I, told them to not adopt the practices of the people who lived in Israel to, you know, to get rid of that. Do not worship the gods they worship. And sometimes that did happen. In fact, it happened a lot later in Israel's history. Yeah. Uh, but here at the beginning, it is just like, just get rid of that kind of uh, pagan culture right. kind of uh, idea. Right. If, if our listeners or if anybody doesn't know, the book of Deuteronomy is basically one long speech given by Moses. And chapter 13, in chapter 13 of Deuteronomy, Moses gives this, uh, this command that if they do find a city that worships other gods, I'm summarizing it tremendously, but basically Moses says that you should destroy the city and, and get that pagan worship out of the promised land. Right. And so that is, Joshua kind of mirrors that when he says this uh, curse on Jericho, that the town should be completely destroyed if they don't worship any God except Yahweh. If they, if they worship some other God, the town should be destroyed. So here's my 21st century way of maybe tying it into to us, okay. is that like we need to look into ourselves and see, have we let anything take the place of God in our lives. And if we have, maybe we should purge that yeah. from within ourself. Yeah. Has social media become a kind of God to me? Am I worshiping some other God other than the one true God? Because if I am, then maybe I should purge that from my life for a time, maybe fast from it or something to where I do worship the one true God. And then I can reintroduce those things in, into my life. Uh, good, good call. I, th- I think that's good. I think we could take that a step further and, and even say things that God has, has destroyed in your life in the past that he's taken away from you, that he saved you from, that he's delivered you from, such as sins that are in your life, past sins. Right. Those things have been demolished. Those things have been destroyed. They've been crushed by the cross, by the blood of Jesus. They're gone. Mm-hmm. But yet we go back and we let Satan remind us of our Jerichos, so to speak. Right. We rebuild those, so to speak. Um, this this could turn into a pretty good sermon, actually. Exactly. We rebuild those those things that, that God has tried to um, destroy in our mm-hmm. lives. That he saved um, us from. And- that he saved us from, yeah. So don't, uh, don't let Satan mess with your head and don't allow him to encourage you to remember past sins. Right. The Bible says they are cast as far as the east is from the west to be remembered no more. That's how God sees them. But Satan wants us to keep thinking about those things.
And that concludes this episode, entry number 67, Jericho. We are members. It's Curse of Jericho. (laughs) And that concludes this episode, entry number 67, the Curse of Jericho. Boom. We are ministers at East Columbus Christian Church in Columbus, Indiana. Of course, we invite you to our services on Sunday morning at 8.30 and at 10.45 with Sunday school in between. There are children's church services during those times as well. And we have a Sunday evening service at 6 o'clock also. And uh, youth and children's group on Wednesday nights and Sunday nights as well. And uh, the cool thing on Wednesday nights, folks, there's a meal. We got a meal. There's yep. a meal for the kids. Got a meal. And then lesson and stuff. Not sure what stuff is. It's the fun stuff. We play games. We do a lesson. Very cool. Fun stuff. Don't take our word for it. Take God's word for it. Catch you later. Later. <laughs> there we go.